glad that the anointing and power of God is not just limited to Sunday only. That wherever two or three are gathered, he, he said he was going to be in the midst. I'm thankful for what I feel here tonight. I'm glad everybody's here for word and worship. I'm thankful that I asked Brother Zach Warren to come up and deliver the word. I love this, this young man and his, his beautiful family. They have been a blessing to me, to this church, and to the ministry of this church, just making themselves available whenever and wherever. And uh, he paid me an extra dollar to tell him how great he is. So I expect that in cash. <laughs> but no, I do love this young man, and uh, I want him to come up and have his freedom, and let's, let's back the, uh, the man of God up. Amen. Amen. Come on up here, Bo. on nothing but worship, not what chord we're going to, not what drum fill I need to hit at the right time, when to come in, but just to be able to worship. Amen. Well, um, I don't, I'll get right into it. I want to first give honor to Pastor for allowing me to do this. Um, I do not take it lightly. I am, I do not consider myself a speaker, but I am reminded of Moses, who had a speech problem, you know, they don't say what, but he had some kind of speech issue, and I kind of feel like, you know, if God can use him, and he his infirmities, and all the people he uses in the Bible, he can use me with my rambling ways, and my scattered brain, so I don't take it lightly, and I would like to also give honor to my wife, I love her so much, and she is the best, um, so... She paid me $5 to do that. Um, so, it's my money, but, yeah. anyway, so, um, I'm actually not going to open with the scripture, so you are welcome to be seated at any time, Sister Allison. Um, you're welcome. Um, I... As I said, I don't do this often. Um, it's not something I'm necessarily comfortable doing, but I like I like to go out of my comfort zone every once in a while, and especially when the pastor asks for it. Um, but as I I don't know how other people prepare. I mean, I I tend to when I'm asked to speak um, or preach or teach or whatever it ends up being. Everyone may be seated. I do have that. It's actually at the top of my notes. But I was going to read my first scripture before I let you all be seated. Um, but I tend to look up, like, different topics because that's just how I think of think, speaking or when I talk to somebody, I, I, hit, I start on at a specific topic and then I move on from there. And so I'm looking up different topics to speak on and I'm... Um, and, and, you know, praying about it and seeing what stands out to me. A lot of times a song will come on the radio and, you know, 
uh, you know, a certain line of that song will stick with me and that'll be I'll go look up scripture and that'll be where it comes from and um, this time I actually went back through some old messages that I had um, used over the past five years and I came across one that I taught on Valentine's Day um, I don't even know when it was it was a few years ago and it was about God's love and it just it was like he gave me the message all over again and it was like that there was new life breathed into that and so I'm gonna speak on that again um, so if you were here for that um, it's a reap it's kind of a repeat there's some new stuff but if not you'll get to hear it for the first time and I think I think it's very um, important um, to talk about God's love and when I originally studied this I was wanting to just talk on the love of God you know it's great you know the love that he has for this is amazing but as I was studying it was while my love is so great you know God's love is so great that's the love we're supposed to have you know we're supposed to have that love for each other so I want to talk about the love it takes to witness and the love it takes to just be a Christian in everyday life um, so this world needs God and they need the love of God and the best way and really one of the only ways to get it is through the people of God and through us as a church body um, and not just our church but you know God's people and as I was going through another thing I like to look up is how many times a word is used in the Bible or how many verses there are on it and there are 280 verses in the Bible about love I know that doesn't seem like a lot in comparison but there are um, in you know how many verses there are in the Bible but um, you know there are 174 about faith and there are 206 about worship and those are all important things I'm not saying that love is better than one and I'm not trying to pick favorites for you know topics in the Bible but I want to start with as I texted brother Zachary about my scriptures I put lol after this because I'm going to start with John three sixteen. Um, which I believe everyone in this room could probably quote for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life that still blows my mind I've been in church my entire life um, I've never really known uh, never really I can't say that I've ever left the church there were times where I wasn't where I needed to be for long periods of time but I always you know showed up on Sundays and we always were in church and and I've heard so I've heard that for 20 26 years as of yesterday um thanks um but it's just mind-blowing to think about you know God wrapped himself in flesh and became fully man and fully you know his fully God and came down and his purpose other than to disciple you know he knew that he would be dying on the cross and that he would be ultimately here just to die at 33 and a half years old or whatever it is and and to do that for people who would never love him that would never return that that love that he has for them and he would do it for you know the people that do but it's just it's hard to do that like I can't imagine going out and being like yes I will put my life on the line 
for someone who hates me, for someone who's going to deny that I even exist, not even going to acknowledge me, you know, but that's the love that God has for us. Um, and you know, the love he showed by dying on the cross. Um, another scripture that talks about God's love is Romans five and eight, uh, which says, uh, let me give it to him. Romans, but God commandeth his love towards us that it, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, I mean, right there, it says, you know, while we were sinners, he didn't, he didn't love us just because we came to church and we asked for forgiveness. That's not when he started loving us. He loved us when we were living in sin and choosing sin over God every day, choosing sin over him, the pleasures of the world over the love of God and the sacrifice and everything that comes with, you know, living for God and having that relationship. He loved us. Um, it reminds me of a, uh, Haley was on Instagram at one point. This has probably been five or six months now, but it's something that stuck with me because it's somebody who, you know, uh, claims to be a Christian and they were, they were hating on someone for doing this portrait of something. And they were, you know, saying, you know, you can't support that and live for God and you can't, and it wasn't even in support. It was just a whole thing, but it was like, she was saying, she basically said in the messages back and forth that God doesn't love you until you come to him. And I was, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around that. I'm like, if God doesn't love me, why would I come, why would I come to him if there's no love there already? You know, and it's like it says, you know, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, he died a long time ago. He did that act before. And like I said, for anyone who, people that are never going to see the kingdom of God, you know, I pray that, you know, everyone would, but I mean, it's prophesied that it won't happen. And it's just, it is sad that there are people that go out and say that to, you know, that that's a message that's being portrayed from Christians and from people who claim to know God. Um, anytime I talk about love or someone talks about love, I can't help but think about one of the first series the pastor taught after they, he began pastoring here. Haley, take your medicine. Um, uh, so, but the series was on love, and it was just talking about the different kinds of love, and agape love is, you know, the, the love of God. It's an un, unconditional love. It's um, agape love is a love that is not based on any deed or act, a love that expects nothing in return. A love that, as John 15, 12, and 13 tells us, um, it's a good time, uh, 15... Uh, greater love had no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. Um, I missed the first verse. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, to love that a man lay down his life for his friends. So, as it tells us that, you know, he would lay down a life for a friend and and even a stranger, um, you know, God talks about, you know, if you haven't done it for the least of these, you know, you haven't done it for me. Um, 
So God commands us in John to love each other as he loved us. Um, and then Matthew 5, 43 through 48. Um, ye have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children, the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the on the unjust. For if ye love which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans do the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. And loving your enemy is not easy. Um, it's something that sounds crazy to think about. Why would I love someone who, you know, hates me? What, what, what do I get out of that? But that's, that's when we have to have the love of God, which is the agape love. It's an unconditional love. There's no terms put on it. Um, it's a love that, because it expects nothing in return, it doesn't end. Because the only time love ends is if it's based on a situation or a feeling. And love is not a feeling. Um, the world's view on love and marriage today is not agape love. It's a love completely based on feeling and when the feeling is done the feeling goes away they're done on to something new on to something that feels right at the moment um and but love is forever love the love of god and the love that we should show each and every day if we have jesus living inside if we have the holy spirit in us we should be loving each and every day it doesn't end and Side note, marriage is, it's a choice. Love and choice and marriage is a choice. It's not always easy. You have to choose every, it's one thing I remember when Pastor and Sister Heil were doing our marriage counseling, you know, they were like, you know, it's, there's going to be hard days. There's going to be days, Haley, where you want to just hit him over the head with a frying pan. There's going to be days where, and, and I'm a problem solver and they brought this up too. I will she'll have something going on and i try and solve every i come up with 65 solutions and i think every single one of them is great and she doesn't like a single one she just wants to be left alone for five minutes 10 minutes and she'll probably be good she'll probably have sorted it out herself but she does not want me involved and i was warned and i did not listen anyway is this not a marriage counseling class we will move back on to the love of God and the love that we should have for others. But agape love, it's an unconditional love. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Um, I just, I really am amazed um, at the grace and mercy and the love of God just with all the times that I've messed up personally, you know, the times that I, 
I do something and I'm like, well, that was stupid. And, or, or I know better, you know, I know. And you're like, and then you feel so much shame and, and guilt. And then you realize that as soon as you pray about it, you know, it's like God's already forgiven. You know, as soon as you ask, and as soon as you, you know, ask for that forgiveness, it's already been forgiven. It's gone. It's done. It's over with, you know, you turn around and you, you continue on. Um, but the love of God is amazing. I also would like to, um, I believe one of the things that um, afflicts the church as a whole, not just our church, but um, the church, you know, the body of Christ, is offense. Um, it's very easy in the in this day and age, but I believe in you know, for all of time, it's easy to get offended. Um, it's easy to take something the wrong way or so you get offended if somebody did do something, you get offended if they don't do something, you know, you turn around, you blink your eye the wrong way. And, you know, it's, it's, it happens. And there's sometimes it's serious, you know, sometimes there's legitimacy to it. And then other times it's maybe people reading into things, but I believe that offense is one of the biggest problems facing the church is that, you know, sometimes when we're not showing the love of God on a daily basis, um, and we all have days, you know, but if offense, I know personally that um, I've had people come to me, and I know pastors that he's had people come to him when he first started pastoring here, you know, that were like, you know, had had hurt, and because they were offended by something, something happened, and it caused that riff, and there was that trust that was broken, Um so I believe um, that we can't allow um, we can't allow our offense if we do get offended in the church to affect us because if we have the love of God in us and I feel that Allison did something that offended me for one I should go to her because that's what the Bible says to do and you know uh address it and you know bring that to her attention she may not even know what happened um but also i shouldn't allow that to um dictate the way i treat her or anyone else in the church or out in the world or wherever i you know at my workplace why you know something happened like the love of god over overshadows that and that should be it's not based the love of god is not based on the feeling the love we have you know from from having that relationship with God isn't based on feeling good or a feeling. It's kind of like we always talk about praise and worship aren't based on feelings. They're not based on, oh, I, I feel great today, so I'm going to jump and shout and run the, run the aisle because I feel good. But, you know, I came in today, and I'm a little under the weather, and I'm just going to sit in my pew. I'm going to clap my hands when everybody else does. I'm going to, you know, amen, you know, when it's loud enough that no one's going to hear me and, you know, go on about my day. It's like it's not based on feeling. Nothing, um, nothing with God is based on feeling. Um, you know, not prayer is not based on feeling. Faithfulness is not based on feeling. Commitment is not based on feeling, and relationships not built uh, based on feeling. It's based on a principle. Yeah. Really struggling tonight. It's based on a principle, and that principle is knowing who God is. You know. Um, it's based on us knowing who God is and that we have to make sure each and every day that we're showing the love 
of God to everyone we come in contact with. And that um, it's it's hard, especially the loving your enemy thing. It's like I, sometimes my coworkers can be knuckleheads. Uh, you know, I just thank, thank the Lord. He answered my prayers and I have a new supervisor who seems to be wonderful. But my previous supervisor made my job miserable. And it was hard. It was hard to want to go into work. And it was hard to be nice to her when she came and talked to me. Because it was like there was just so many things. There were unnecessary things that were put on me. That were put on our entire department. It was just, it was hard. But I still had to show the love of God. I still had to treat her as I would anyone else. Because God loves everyone. There's nobody that he's going to turn away from. There's nobody that we should turn away from. And we shouldn't look down on anyone because of their situation or their circumstance. You know, I was blessed to be raised in church. And I'm so thankful for that. Because I've seen people who aren't, that struggle to learn to build that relationship at at an older age. They don't, it doesn't click all the time. And it's hard because you're set in your ways and, so I was very blessed, but we don't look down on anyone because of their circumstance or their situation. Um, um, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about what love is and what it's not. I'm not going to read um, the verses. I'm just going to touch on a few of the points that it makes. And it says, love is not proud. Love does not boast. Um, and in other words, love is not about everyone look at me. It's not about, oh, you know, I took, I took Brother Gary out for lunch yesterday, and I'm going to tag him in a post on Facebook letting everybody know that I took Brother Gary out for lunch the other day. And or I, t- I texted Pastor and told him I loved and appreciated him and that I was praying for him. And now I'm going to, you know, make sure when I'm talking to everybody Wednesday night, I'm saying, you know, I texted Pastor Monday morning. Right right when I got out of bed, it's the first thing I did before I did anything else. Well, I checked Facebook first, of course. But it's, it's not about a look-at-me mentality. You know, that's not what love is. It's, it's the things you do that you may not even realize. Some, sometimes I do things and I don't even realize it's out of love. It's just, it's just something I feel needs done and that I know it'll make somebody else's life easier and I do those things and like I look back on it and I'm like well that's a way of showing love and it's a way that you know nobody may notice there's things that you're going to do that's showing love that no one may notice but you know God notices and there are a lot of things we can do that you know will be but it's not about being noticed or recognized it's it's just about loving it's about showing the love of God and being that example um love never fails love suffers long it's not always quick you might have to suffer to show someone love you might might be hard to be nice to that person it might be hard to spend sometimes love showing the love of God is spending time with someone who maybe you don't see eye to eye with but you're trying to witness to them or you're just trying to be a good Christian and even if you're not witnessing maybe you're just trying to build a relationship which is important in the church we should build relationships with each other how can we be a body if we're not connected it can't happen 
So sometimes it's going to be hanging out with somebody who maybe we have completely different personality types, but I'm, that's my way of loving, you know, is, is spending time with that person and building those relationships that we are called to build. Um, love is kind. It also says love does not seek its own, which means love is not about what's in it for me. Love is not about what do I get out of this. It's about others. It's about everyone but you. Because if everyone else is loving you, you'll get enough. Um, but it's about being selfless. And, and when you trace, trace it all back, all those things I said are all character traits of God. Everything, you know, God's not look at me. It's not all about him. You know, it's, it's, we make it all about him because it should be. But it's not him saying, you know, it's all about me. And it's not, you know, he's kind. He's loving. You know, he's long-suffering. He's definitely long-suffering because I know I can be hard to handle. Um, but it's not about me. It's about, it's not what we can get out of love, but it's about what others get. Um, First John 4 and 8 says he who does not love does not know God for God is love um, God is love can't claim to know God if you don't love it's it's that simple you know we we have to love to to be in right relationship with God. To If you have a daily relationship with God, it's going to happen. It's not going to be something you have to work at. There's going to be days it's hard. There's We all have days. I, I will be the first to say I have bad days, and I can be, um, you know, short with people. Um, you know, I can have a short temper, and I, we all have bad days. But God is love, and we cannot be Christian. We cannot claim to be Christ-like if we're not loving and if we're not showing that love to each and every person we come in contact with and with each other. I know I focused a lot on, you know, the people not in the church, but we have to love each other. If we don't love each other, how can we love anyone else, you know? If I'm going out and I'm witnessing to, you know, six, six or seven people, but I've got a problem with Brother David and I'm not loving him, like, I'm in the wrong. He may, he may, you know, still be right with God, but I'm in the wrong because I'm not loving, you know, the people in the church. So it's about loving each other, loving God, and loving our community. And, you know, it's kind of like our slogan, you know, similar, except I just replaced it with love instead of building relationships. Um, but I'm not saying, and I know I, I feel the love of God when I walk in these doors and when I talk to the people in the, in the church, when I, when I have conversations. So I'm by no means saying we have a love problem or that we, we don't show love on a daily basis or at least on a Sunday and Wednesday night. Cause I will tell you, I feel it when I'm here, you know, but I don't, I don't see each and every one of you and you don't see me each and every day. And I can tell you right now, there are days that I struggle. So I'm not saying that any of you, this may be strictly for me. I mean, it stuck out to me when I was reading it 
So maybe it, God's talking to me and nobody else, but I have the microphone. So you're getting to hear, hear it. But I, I'm not saying we have a love problem, but it's just a reminder of how important that is in everything we do to witness. While there are so many things that we do that are important, but we have to start with love. We have to start witnessing with love. Um, and we got one more scripture text. First um, uh, John 3 and 18. And it says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Love is not just lip service. It's, and what I mean by that is it can't just be something we talk about. It can't just be me getting up here on a Wednesday night and saying, go out and love, you know, love each other, love God, and then that's it. You know, we all go out here and we do the same thing we've always done. And if you're loving, that's great. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment on anyone, but we have to act on it. And I know that, you know, we can always be better than we were the day before. And... So we have to genuinely show love to people we come in contact with on a daily basis. Um, but it's just, I feel that, you know, God gave this to me and, you know, brought it to stand out so much. It's just to show us that if we're going to reach our community, if we're going to reach the people we want to reach, that, that number that was put on this pulpit when we had that revival, we're going to reach all those people, and we're going to do what we're called to do, which is to disciple. Um, it's going to be starting with love. We have to start with love. We can't um, come at them with, you're going to hell. You know, we were talking about that the other day, about how, you know, you get those preachers that, yes, that you're not wrong. They're, if they're not living for God, you are correct. But you don't come at someone with, you know, you're, we're not trying to scare people to live for God. It's not the goal. You're doing it for the wrong. If you're doing it not to go to hell, you're living for God for the wrong reason. You have to do it because you want the relationship. Um, And the love we show someone can sometimes be the deciding factor between heaven and hell for that person. Now, that's not on us. I'm not saying that that is on you, whether someone goes to heaven or hell. Obviously, that is on them. I'm saying we should think about that when we are addressing people on a daily basis. Am I showing the love of God when I talk? If this is the last Christian that this person comes in contact with, did I show the love of God when I was dealing with them, when I interacted with them? Was that the last thing they saw? It's a difference of an eternity with a Savior that loves them more than anything else and an eternity burning in hell, which was never created for them. So, Sister Allison, if you would come. I I don't know how long I've been up here because I lose track of time when I'm up here. It could have been five minutes. could have been 25. But I just know there is... The world is hurting. I, I've talked to so many people that, you know, 
say you give both sides i've talked to people who say well it was it was bad when i was growing up you know it was it was the world was wicked and but i've talked to the same people from that generation that will say it's gotten so much worse it's it you know there even even since i was in high school and in junior high there are things that those children deal with on a daily basis break my heart it just it's so the world is hurting and it needs a savior and we know that savior and the only way we're going to reach that the world and the people who don't know Jesus is to show them love to be there because they're they come from broken homes. You know, people come from broken homes. They come from situations that are not ideal. And it's just, we have to be the light of the world. We have to be the love of God out in our community, out in our workplaces, each and every day. So, um, I would like to end the service by asking, if you're comfortable, everyone to come to the front. And I would like to start, you know, by first making sure our heart is in the right place. That we, we're where we need to be to go out into the community and to continue to show the love of God. Um, and then asking God to help us show that love that comes only from Him. Because our, our flesh doesn't want to love people that hate us doesn't want to love people that come from different backgrounds that maybe I don't agree with. The flesh doesn't want that, but the love, we need God to help us show the love that only comes from Him. So, He gave it all for us. No matter what our decision is, no matter what you choose to do, He knows where you're going to go after you leave here. He knows what decisions you're going to make over the next 50 years of your life. And no matter what those decisions are, whether they're stepping closer to God or stepping further away, His love never changes. 